Hey everyone, I'm Sydney. I'm Anjana. And I'm Epsa, and welcome to Reimagined. So, the three of us recently graduated from college, and now we're navigating the world of post-grad experiences during a year that definitely has been quite the catalyst for change. This podcast is going to be a platform for young women to think critically about the society we currently live in and have meaningful discussions on creating a better future. Every Thursday, two of us will be interviewing women who are rethinking and reshaping our workplaces, politics, the environment, entire industries, or even just their own lives. So follow us as we navigate our own personal and professional journeys and meet some kick-ass women along the way. We hope their stories empower you to reimagine your own journey. Whatever you're passionate about, reimagine it. How's your week going, Epsa? Uh, my week, Sydney. So glad that you asked. Okay, let's see. I mean, probably um, already asked like in an with- audio, <laughs> audio message earlier. Right, right. So I'm going through our texts. So I sent you two, just two audio messages this week, which means so far this week is going well. How about you? How about you, Sid? How's your week been? Pretty good. Um, I'm still laughing about that TikTok that you sent where it's like, <laughs> it's Monday night, which means it's practically Tuesday, which means hypothetically it's Wednesday. So technically it's Thursday night, which means tomorrow's which, Friday. <laughs> exactly. So like happy Friday, junior, junior, junior is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Um, no, yeah, that is one of my favorite TikToks to date. Yeah, you've been sending me some good ones. Also, just like in general, I feel like, I mean, social media now and like with TikToks, of course, we have like the funny, just like relatable content. But I feel like now, especially and then throughout last year, too, with like Black Lives Matter movement Mm -hmm. and um, all of these just like, uh, I guess, like political movements taking and like social movements taking to social media we've really seen how like these platforms have evolved to be more than just like oh hey last Sunday like <laughs> Becky and I Becky and the girls and I went to you know what I mean <laughs> and you know what? like we love seeing Becky and the girls go to brunch but Instagram since over the summer honestly these past few years mm-hmm. I guess this past year and most recent social media has definitely taken a new narrative like it's not just hey it's more here's some awesome resources. Here's how you can improve yourself. Here are tools, tips, and strategies. And a lot of it ranges from like social movements to educational movements, corporate resources, and super excited to share um, our guest today. Her name is Diana and she has started her own like resource Instagram platform. It's called Latina Engineer. And it's all about her experience navigating the world of being a Latina in engineering Um, She was one of the only Latina engineers in her university. So she talks about navigating that and then post-grad and she has a following of over 8,000 followers and she's grown that within the past year. Um, So she shares all these resources, has created these awesome events and is really just paving the way for other Latina women engineers today. All right. So to start off, Diana, thank you so much for joining us today amidst your move and just this evening. But could you, before we get into more of our questions, could you just give us a background on yourself, like your personal and professional educational experiences and what kind of inspired you to pursue the field of engineering? Yeah, so I am uh, a Mexican immigrant. I came to the U.S. when I was 12 years old. 
both my parents are in STEM, so STEM has been in my life uh, since I, you know, since I was growing up. I remember seeing my mom doing like CAD mo- models when when I was younger. So it was something that I didn't remember, but it just recently was like, oh yeah, I had that influence in my life. Uh, so I got here. I didn't know any English, uh, so it was kind of like that transition from one country to the other. Um, and then you know I. I went to college, I decided to go for engineering, something that I try not to do because my parents were in STEM. Uh, but it was something that at the end of the day, I liked, I enjoyed. So I did my career in mechanical engineering, graduated with, uh, graduated and started working as a manufacturing engineer. Uh, and then as soon as I graduated, that's when I launched Latina Engineer, which is something that I've been working on the side. Uh, it started as sharing my story and then it evolved into, you know, wanted to see connecting with other Latinas in mm-hmm. engineering, uh, helping in any way that I could. Uh, so right now, that's what I'm, I'm focusing on. Besides from my job, I've been working, I've been in the industry for two years now. Uh, and yeah, looking forward for what is, what's to come. <laughs> wow. Well, it looks like you've had a lot of experiences and I love that you like obviously have this big side hustle passion project of Latina engineering, which we're very excited to get into. Yeah. Could you tell us too a bit about, you said, so you said that you started this platform, Latina engineer, after you graduated college. Could you tell us a bit about like, what was your inspiration for starting that? I mean, it's also incredible that you already have like over 8,000 followers. (laughs) Um, So obviously this is resonating and, you know, making a huge impact, but would love to just know more about like the founding story behind that. Yeah, so when I was in college, I felt really lonely. Like I always felt like I was a non-traditional student because of my English, because I was a female, a Latina in engineering. Uh, so it is something that I wish I had started when I was in school or that I had, you know, gone on my Instagram and searched, mm-hmm. you know, engineers and like found some of these girls before then. Uh, but it started because I started working. And when I started working, I started feeling more comfortable and that, my coworkers were accepting me like it was. I didn't have to stop wearing like what I was wearing or like, oh, you weren't pink or like you can't use these tools. It was like, I was just one of them. And that kind of inspired me, made me feel good. Me wanted to share that, you know, it was a good environment once you finish, you know, you're not gonna like, you might get it from experience to experience, but it wasn't all bad. Uh, and from there, that's when I started meeting, like, it's not as much as I found them. They found me uh, on Instagram and they were like, <laughs> hey, I'm another Latina and engineer. Uh, and that was just awesome because in school we were maybe three and we didn't, we were in the same classes, we were in the same career, like ex- the same mm-hmm. engineering type. So it was really hard. Uh, so just being able to meet all these other women uh, and Latinas in STEM and engineering just through, you know, social media, through Instagram, uh, which before, you know, I didn't, I didn't know I could use it for something more than just scrolling through pictures of your friends, you know. Uh, so from there, it just started growing, started to focus on doing more uh, educational content, you know, what I learned, how I got scholarships, anything mm-hmm. that, you know, could be helpful. And that's what I've been letting it evolve, like whatever I feel like people need or want or how I found that motivation is the biggest part of it. Like, it helps a lot. And I get a lot of good feedback that it's like, because of this, you know, I, I keep pushing forward. I know I can be an engineer. Uh, to me like you know that means a lot getting a message that you know they saw something and and it was impactful to them Uh, so I focus a lot on that on you know sharing you know you can wear pink you can be feminine you don't have to be feminine you know just because my page is pink doesn't mean that you have to (laughs) like pink Uh, but yeah and then just you know evolve into a conference uh, scholarships and you know 
we'll see what what else keeps coming oh my gosh you have a lot and I'm very excited (laughs) to see your platform grow you bring up a really great point because I think from the start an Instagram just kind of seems like okay here's my highlights for you like here's it's just personal it just seemed like very personal but I feel like within the past few years we've really seen Instagram transform into like a resource Mm -hmm. toolkit like not just Instagram like I would say like Twitter Reddit like I feel like I Google Sydney Sydney can speak on that but I feel like (laughs) Sydney and I like we'll go on Reddit to like ask questions and stuff (laughs) but um with using Instagram to kind of have that personal touch of your professional experiences what to you were like some surprising outcomes of like launching and growing your platform? Like were there really cool people you met, communities you've built, like followers you helped? Do you have any stories to share about like surprising outcomes? I wasn't, I didn't even know the community existed before then. You know, I had my personal account. I follow my friends. I had like 300 people I right. follow and they follow me back. Uh, and that was it. You know, it was just Same. pure, you know, family pictures. And the moment I opened another account, I started like, you know, using hashtags and trying to find accounts. I found out there was this like complete world of like STEM accounts, women empowerment, other women in STEM. And I was like, where were these? Like, you had to go and like, I guess you search and you can find them. So I've, I've seen how it's so like this experience that I'm having now is so much different to what I had before, you know? So you just have to go and, you know, like a hashtag or like find something and things that we're always learning, you know, put it in the description, what you do, what you offer, what you can learn. And, you know, with TikTok too, like all oh, this yeah. educational stuff, it's just in a short video. Um, definitely uh, and I know there were like creators that you know we're trying to make it educational not as much as entertainment because we're trying to get it I guess to people that you know like I said like I didn't have access to this when I was in college that I wish I had so maybe just putting it out there where they're gonna see it Mm -hmm. no I think this is like the best way to now share information because like we're always on our phone and in this pandemic like we're on our like my screen time is so high might as well be given resources <laughs> as I'm scrolling through TikTok and Instagram I was just going to to touch on to last year um was the first year that you started the International Latina Engineer Week um and what so I guess like was this like the next step for taking your platform just like to the next level? What was kind of like the process behind starting that conference um, and some of the like key impacts that it's had? I think that was the one thing that made it more like feel like an organization rather than, you know, it's just my creator account. And, yeah. you know, it came out of nowhere. I planned it in one week. Um, wow. And it was just mostly because, you know, I my account is Latina Engineer, but by no means do I represent every Latina in engineering. So yeah. I wanted to showcase that. And I started asking my followers for their pictures so I could share them uh, during that week. And eventually, you know, I had gotten so many that I, I, I needed a whole week to do it. So I was like, let's call it... Uh, I have a video where I'm like National uh, Latina Engineer Week. And then from there, people started making hashtags and were excited. Like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, I was just going to share pictures. Like, now I need to do something. Uh, So then from there, it went international because I had girls from Mexico and from other countries. Um, And then I was like, okay, we need to come up with something. And I I have a group chat with other uh, women, Latinas specifically in STEM, that are like creators on Instagram and I asked them like hey you guys want to be speakers do you want to host a live session do you want to be a mentor of a group so I opened registrations up it was just like a free event it was going to be all streamed through Instagram uh, and YouTube 
and people started registering and I was like wow like this is growing uh yeah. so we were able to raise funds for a scholarship we had wow. the mentorships we had giveaways we did have one sponsor that like sponsored the whole giveaway so I saw the potential that we had to create an event that you know wasn't there before that I googled and I was like is there a Latino engineer week or anything and there wasn't you know the same way I was able to find the website domain the same way I was able to find the Instagram handle there is a like for it uh and again we're not that many to start with but that's why we need to bring us together and I just enjoy so much that you know it wasn't exclusive to Latina engineers at all it was the main focus because of how the page is called but it's pretty much open there were topics that were covered that could help any student in you know in uh in in college you know we had uh, ment uh mental health we had uh, you know how to find a job and all these things so it applied to pretty much everyone everybody was happy with it so I was like we need to make it a yearly thing and right now like you know I already opened applications for for a comedy so they could help me start planning it because it was crazy to do everything in one week on my own uh and we're trying to make it grow make it you know to not be the only and the last year to host it to keep making it you know a, a yearly thing oh my gosh wow. I'm so excited for you um <laughs> I know you mentioned there were like a lot of events and speaker series you had, but what would you say was your favorite one? The empowerment in general that you felt through that week. Uh, I was tired from day one. So yeah, it was a whole, a whole week of planning. And then by the time we launched and it was Monday, I was done with Monday and by Tuesday I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm tired. I just want to sleep for the rest of the week. But, you know, it was just a vibe that I got through the whole week of, like, everybody was excited to see what was coming. I had multiple posts per day. I had a different girl taking over every day on my account. And, you know, on Wednesday, I was that's when I was feeling the most, like, down. I was just like, okay, it's halfway through the week, but I just can't Mid-week. do it anymore. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I messaged one of my friends that she's just great at, like, you know, pumping you up and telling you, you know, how great you are. <laughs> and I asked her, I was like, can you jump on my Instagram live, like, really quick and just, like, give, like, have an empowerment speech to everyone? And she was, you know, she was working and during lunch, she was like, yeah, let me do this. And she just went on it for, like, 10, 20 minutes and she just gave, like, a hype talk to everyone. Um, and from there, you know, it, that was just kind of, like, what got me the most. And there's a couple of days, like, uh, um, like right now is you know engineers week and you like at the beginning or like when it's days like that you feel like everybody's such positive they're sharing the polls they're happy mm-hmm. they're commenting and that's what gets me the most you know feeling that that we are not like seeing each other uh, in person but we feel that everybody's like coming together yeah and the fact that you were able to like just continue growing and building this community and you said like how just like inspired and energetic you felt throughout the week while doing this like in a pandemic and all virtually (laughs) like I I can't even imagine like just the turnout and how this will continue to build upon itself like when you're able to host something in person um so yeah it just sounds like it was an incredible event and the fact you put it together in one week like I know (laughs) kudos to you while working Diana you don't understand like after work I'm just like okay let's see what energy I have to maybe make myself dinner um (laughs) so again props to you but with okay so like this year was like the inaugural year and you had um sponsors and you had scholarships um, what are like some future goals you have for this platform for next year? I mean, I would hope to like have it be in person if everything's safe, but yeah, what are some future goals you have? So I am looking to partner with a couple companies uh, through the year and especially during that conference so that, you know, we can have the 
the you know the engineers that work at those companies like big companies um so that they can speak they can be mentors uh, they can offer resources because a lot of the things that uh, people ask me are, you know, how to get hired, what a company is looking for. So I think getting hearing it from the companies themselves can be really, really helpful. Uh, the other thing is I am looking to hopefully host a couple, maybe like one or two of the whole conference events in person uh, and then, you know, broadcast them for everyone else. But that would be kind of like a big step from going from being completely virtual to be able to meet some of this girl, especially the comedy that's going to be planning it with me with that. You know, I'm bringing six other people to help me because, you know, one person can't do it anymore. Uh, I have I just started setting a nonprofit so that we can do more scholarships, because when I went to school, I benefited a lot from scholarships. So it's something that I wanted to do since before I, I graduated. So I want to keep growing it, keep increasing those scholarships. We were able to do two $1,000 scholarships last year. And I want to, you know, be able to increase the, the, the amount of the scholarships or the number mm-hmm. of scholarships. That's incredible. Um, and I think you've really inspired, like, probably like a larger, younger group of women to have any, like, younger students um, connected with you on your Instagram, like maybe not people in college, but maybe people in high school that never anticipated like pursuing a career in engineer. Have you had any of those outreaches yet? I do. I have had a few. Uh, I know they have messaged me through Instagram. And then sometimes, you know, when it's, you know, we start having like a longer discussion or they send me, you know, a long message with maybe multiple questions that they have, then I have scheduled calls where I spend 30 or an hour uh, talking to them, answering their questions or like, you know, they've asked me, for example, like, you know, guys are introduced to manly or engineering things from when they're younger. Is that going to be a disadvantage for me? Or like, what do you do at your job and things like that? Uh, so I think that's great because, you know, when you go for your degree, sometimes you're not even sure what it is about, like how it's going to be uh, and hearing it from someone else, seeing another female figure that has gone through that career. I think that can be very helpful. I yeah. didn't know any Latinas in engineering that had graduated when I went to school, but I did wow. have women in STEM mentors. And mm-hmm. those were a key thing to my to like for me to believe in myself to do to keep going, you know, seeing them finish their careers be successful have families Mm -hmm. because that was my goal your platform and like what you were doing is helping like these younger generations too to see like oh like she's a successful amazing like latina engineer like if she can do that i can do that too um we talked with um somebody who was kind of like started a platform similarly for like a pa school so like for physicians assistants um and it was a similar thing like being that change and like being that representation for others to look up to. I also wanted to touch a bit about your mom because you mentioned that she was a big role model for you and she was an entrepreneur um, herself. Could you tell us a bit, I guess, about like her story um, and, you know, in what ways like you've looked up to her as you've, you know, defined your own career too? Yeah, she studied uh, industrial design, uh, but she never actually, you know, took uh, that profession as a, as a job title. 
Uh, but she was always, you know, she always had different businesses or different things that she was working on. And actually, when I was younger, I would go with her. You know, she would have a client and I would be sitting there in the office with them, just like waiting or painting <laughs> or whatever. She had another event that she had to get ready for prep. And I'll be on the stage just like playing <laughs> in the meantime, you know. <laughs> so I grew up always with that figure of a strong mom that she would be working and, you know, I wouldn't stop her. And eventually, you know, I got used to just doing my own thing while she she worked without, you know, bothering her. Um, and then after that, you know, she had another business. And at that time, she was one of the first, if not the first, like, you know, small business I had uh, using AutoCAD, you know, Adam, like mm-hmm. designing it on the computer, presenting it to the client, and then actually doing it, not, not just, you know, like an idea. So that was very innovative where we were living at the time. And they started, you know, growing and I would see her on the computer, you know, doing all those designs, you know, she had the background into from that career. Yeah. Um, and, you know, her handling a business that, you know, it was an area, you know, it was mainly, it was metal, it was, you know, welding it, forming it, installing wow. it. Uh, she did get her at once, but like that didn't stop her. Uh, so seeing that, you know, she was like, she wasn't afraid of it. And then she would also bring me along, you know, we had maybe a supplier of this metal parts and I will be there, you know, who would have mm-hmm. thought that this woman <laughs> with her child, her girl, her little girl will go into the shop and like ask for quotes and whatnot. So that was super powerful. Um, so it's just like things that I always grew up with the mentality, you know, I could do whatever I wanted as long as it was something that I wanted to do. It's not as much as, oh, you're a woman or you can't do mm-hmm. this or you can't do that or a certain career like that. Gosh, well, it sounds like you, your mom sounds like a kick-ass woman, an incredible role model. What does she think of your platform? And I mean, you're almost like a role model to thousands of young women who look up to you. Like, what are your parents take on your platform growing, your friends, coworkers, people in your community? They're they're super uh, encouraging and supportive. You know, they always, you know, my parents always put into my mind, you know, you're going to be successful. You're going to do something with your life. So I don't think they like, you know, they always wanted to see me do something and uh, continue to grow. And, you know, they always they follow me. They like it They're You know, they always like my mom shares it on Facebook all the time. Like, <laughs> Moms love, love sharing that. things on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So just seeing that, you know, makes me makes me really happy. You know, I have friends and other people that, you know, they're not close friends, but that maybe knew me at some point in my life. And when I see them again, they're like your platform that you started and you're working on. And it just makes me feel great that it's reaching people and that people support it. Have you ever thought potentially like down the road since you've been doing this for a while? Obviously, you have your full time job in engineering. But does it ever cross your mind? Hmm, could I do this platform? Could I do this full time? Like, does that ever cross your mind? There is a big dilemma with that that I have. Mm. You know, uh, females and engineers, usually after 10 years, most of them tend to leave the field. So mm-hmm. that is something that, you know, it's always there. Like, are you going to become one of those that mm. eventually leave engineering? But engineering doesn't mean that you have to have that title specifically the whole time. So there's like a really fine line that you're just walking through and it's like, do I want to take a job that doesn't have the engineering word in it? Is that going to make me fall out of it? But you're still mm. in some. Um, mm. And then just this is something that I do because I'm passionate about. It's never because I want to make a profit out of it. You know, mm. all the things that I go from my Etsy shop go directly into, you know, either the lights that I got to record the video or anything that I need, uh, the scholarships or things like that. Uh, yeah. maybe like a meal that I had while I was playing the conference so it's always been really clear on my mind that it wasn't something to do a living out of it uh, 
sometimes it gets really like time consuming when I'm just like, I need a break <laughs> from this. Uh, but I love what I do at my job as an engineer. I also love what I do after my work as an engineer. <laughs> so I think right now I have the perfect balance mm-hmm. when I get to do both. Uh, and as far as I, I want to say, I don't want to leave engineering. Uh, so I want to keep it, you know, mm-hmm. half and half. Right. Yeah, you're definitely like working hard with like the full-time job and then the side hustle too. But um, it's it's like so inspiring to hear you share your story. And from what it sounds like too, like, with your mom just being a super strong, like amazing woman to look up to. I can tell like this entrepreneurial, like <laughs> breaking the stigma of blood, like runs, yeah, it, it runs in the family. Um, you know, she she always pushed me to like, oh, you should do this, you should sell that, you should do this thing. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't like going out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And you know, now I'm doing all these things. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, like eventually I did, but you know, it's been, it's been a, a progress is going from you know I was super quiet to like you know I'm doing this because I like it and he yeah. you know it's not comfortable the first time but uh, you know I'm getting used to it <laughs> did you always know too that you wanted to go into engineering because it sounds like you know like with your mom being in this field like it was kind of close to home did you ever think about like branching out and doing something different or did you kind of always know that like engineering would call you like call you home kind of <laughs> not at all I, I I was a senior in high school I still didn't know what I was gonna do and yeah. I went through like you know I was researching all the majors that I could have done you know I was into business I was into nursing I was like I went through the whole like as many as I could research on and then eventually I took a physics class and even though it was I was terrible at it at the beginning uh, and even when I took it again in college, it was just, I was always terrible, but I liked the problem solving and that I could use math to connect it to the real world, find out how things, why things did the way they, they did. Um, and then using that math. Uh, so that's when I knew that it was STEM. Once mm-hmm. I went into college, that's when I had to focus more on the STEM careers and figure out which one was the best one for me. Uh, and then engineering kind of overlaps. So even once I pick one, I was still wasn't 100% sure what it was. You know, my dad is an engineer uh, mm-hmm. as well. So he's also in STEM. So I kind of didn't want it to do it because of them. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually it was something that I enjoyed and that I'm really happy because it's always, you know, critical thinking, coming up with a solution, creating something new. And I also bring some of the creative side, you know, designing things when it comes to mechanical engineering. That's really cool. You had early on exposure to this field, especially, you know, growing up with both your parents and especially your mom being so active in the field. I have like a pretty similar. Um, so like my major and like what I'm doing now at work is identical to what my dad studied and what he's doing. And it's one of those moments where I take a step back and I'm like, wow, I really am your child. We are so <laughs> similar. <laughs> um, but thank you for sharing that. I think it's always cool hearing if people are like super similar to what their parents do. And I wanted to touch on, I know earlier you said you were one of the few Latina engineers at your school and at your work with just like navigating, like, I mean, engineering is a difficult field in itself, but with like stereotypes and the difficulty of this field, was there a specific like mindset you had or quote or just something that kept allowing you to push through and continue to grow in this field? 
there is a quote that I always share. Uh, it's feel the fear and do it anyways. And it's just like, you know, it's okay to be scared. And engineering can be really, you know, confusing and complicated at times. But, yeah. you know, I like to always share, you know, I was scared every single day that I went to classroom. There were a lot of classes that, you know, I thought I was never going to get through or that I failed and I had to take again. So it, to understand that the fear is okay and that it's going to be challenging, uh, but not to give up. If that's their goal, uh, it's going to matter what, what you know, you want, you want to do your goals and that's it. And that doing things that scare you always bring you to growing and to better things. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I'm really excited to just like continue following like yeah. with this year's conference and everything would love to sit in on a couple sessions if it's virtual too. Um, but yeah, I think like both Epsa and I are really glad that we got to talk to you and just like learn more about what you're doing. Oh, totally. Sydney and I definitely enjoyed this conversation. And we always like to ask a question at the end about just reimagining the industries our interviewers are in. So for you, Diana, how can we as a society and school systems reimagine creating opportunities that provide young women, you know, a more streamlined path into engineering and STEM fields? I think the biggest thing is getting, you know, since it's such a male dominated field, my biggest thing is getting men and women in this field in the same page, because I feel like, for example, with us, with like the, my friends that are creators that are on Instagram, that are doing something. Most of them are women, or at least we collaborate with other women. So we're women empowering women, which is, there's nothing wrong with it, but I see the lack of maybe men jumping into that. And I know a lot of creators are women, they're the majority, but for example, when we go to classes, uh, there's men and sometimes, you know, we're in engineering, so we're shy. We don't want to talk to each other. It's not that we don't want to see, a, like, for example, it's not that they don't want to see a female in their classroom, but it's yeah. just they don't know how to approach her. And it's things like that that change completely mm-hmm. how you perceive it when you go into those classes. For me, it was hard because it was like, why are the two seats next to each, to me uh, always the ones that are empty? Why is everybody else decides to sit everywhere else? And it wasn't that they were meaning any wrong. It was just that, you know, I didn't know why they didn't really think it was something that was affecting like, you know, how it felt when I went. So getting us on the same page, you know, I know there's a lot of men that support women in STEM, but I think we would like to hear to hear it a little bit more often, just so that we know that there's that support and just seeing that, you know, you don't only start pushing women, 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 or men, men, just seeing them together, rise, mm. rise together. Yeah, I love that. I feel like in like that story of you, um, like in the classroom and wondering why, like, why are these seats like next to me empty? It just like reminded me of a time when I took a finance class that was like, of course, another like male dominated field. Um, And like we were put into a group project and I was like the only girl like in my group and none of the guys would like ask me for help on the project. Like they wouldn't ask me questions or like for my input. And I was like, why isn't anyone like so like I'm smart like I'm capable I have some answers yeah you are Sydney you are smart (laughs) but I I just like to that point I just think that what you bring up is it's important to like bring men into this conversation as well um so yeah I just I, I like what you said there because I do think a lot of the focus is like women empowering women but like men should also empower women as well I mean we're all in this together (laughs) <laughs> High School Musical said it best. <laughs>
You can listen to our podcast weekly on Spotify or Apple Music and find our blog at thereimaginedpodcast.com. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn at The Reimagined Podcast to stay up to date on all the things we're reimagining.